Welcome to the On The Money Podcast with John Manike. Hello, Ndomi. How are you? I am great, thank you. How are you, John? Awesome, awesome. Well, you are one person who has been very, very vocal about this black text thing. We decided this time around, we just want to understand what is this thing, you know. But before we get there, maybe let's talk a little bit about yourself. So my background is marketing. Mm. Um, I did that because that felt like the thing to do. Yeah. And you know, you run away from the thing that is your thing. And mm. then eventually you have to surrender to your main thing, yes. the reason why you're here. Mm. And interestingly, I had been doing it, but kind of like volunteering, mm. this coaching thing. Yeah. In 2020, mm. I then remembered that, by the way, in 2013, mm. I did a course on NLP, Neuro Linguistic mm. Programming. Neuro Linguistic Programming. programming. Wow. Yeah. So what is that? It's basically a program that teaches coaches mm. various tools, uh, how to understand and process yes. conversation yes. and articulate certain interventions mm. and tools for the purpose of transformation. Yes. But I'd forgotten about it. Seven years later, when the world was grey mm. <laughs> during COVID, yeah. then I remembered that, hey, I've got this thing. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to it. And I was going through a, a soul-searching kind of journey. But before I get to that, the reason why I was soul-searching, it's because I had abandoned my boundaries. Oh. So I got to the situation where I was like, I'm 40, I've got yeah. nothing to show for it, I've worked for 20 years, mm. yet I've got no robust career, no... Um, healthy investments or savings or anything like that. Yeah. And when I studied um, thoroughly, what I realized is that I lacked boundaries in various areas of my life. Yeah. And that led me to a journey of uh, self-love and self-acceptance mm. and got to accept that actually coaching is the thing that I'm meant to do. So yeah. let me do it. So mm. that's basically my background. And I've worked with various corporates and um, in the sector of consulting, accounting, mm. and financial services, mm. and um, uh, uh, University of Johannesburg, etc. You know, um, but getting to the point of writing the book was mm. not even about I want to write about boundaries. It was just realizing um, how we are keyboard warriors about mm. these topics of black text, mm. how we. <laughs> We want to talk about it yeah. with our friends, mm. over drinks, mm. on social media, but never with our families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that led me to believe that we actually are killing the fiber of family structure by not addressing this issue of black tax, mm. which means, because basically it meant that we have feelings. You mm. have feelings and thoughts about it. I have mm. feelings and thoughts about it. But why is it that we wouldn't afford our parents or our siblings a right of reply. A right of reply. Mm. So with that, that I kind of tried to ignore it, really, to be quite honest. And I went on and on and on. Eventually, at the end of the year, I decided, at, at the end of 2020, mm. that, hey, this might be something that I want to um, explore and see if it can be something that we advocate not against, mm. not for, but just unpack. Yeah. It's just, let's unpack what's this about mm. and how is this affecting us now? How is this affecting society? How is this affecting the cycle of poverty amongst black families? Mm. So that led to me being here talking about black tax and boundaries yeah. every okay. other day. We refer to this as uh, the sandwich generation, but of course the yeah. colloquial term for that is actually black tax. Sure. Maybe let's start there. I mean, you were inspired to write a book called Handling Black Tax Like a Pro. Mm. So let's start there. What is black tax? Maybe let's not obsess so much about the name black mm. tax. Somebody else can call it family tax, family yes. responsibility. Some mm. people family want to, ATF. If, absolutely. They mm. can, you can call it making a family difference, yeah. family legacy. Whatever mm. the term that you are giving it, mm. I think it's okay. 
that you give it whatever feels comfortable for you as an individual, uh, right? Uh. It matters how you feel about it. It matters how you do it. Yes. Because how you and I do black text today determines whether our kids will be inheriting mm. us as black text. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So people want to say, oh, why do you call it a text? You make me feel bad. Who coined this thing black text? Is it something that's only prevalent amongst black people or mm -hmm. is it prevalent amongst other races? Well, it is across the board, mm. as I've realized during the research for this book, it is predominantly being endured by black people. So going back to a question of what it is, black text in essence is just the responsibility that we inherit mm. because our parents could not participate in the economy yeah it's not their fault it's not our fault somebody's got to fix it mm. but if we don't fix it then yeah. it means our kids inherit us as their black tax so I am finding that all shades are now actually paying black tax to mm. some degree mm. because of course if your counterpart that is white mm. has inherited an apartment mm. They're not going to be paying black tax for a while, right? Uh. Because they're not going to be burdened with debt. Uh. <laughs> they're going to inherit perhaps something when their parents die. Uh. So structurally, you find that more black people uh. pay black tax yeah. than other races. But it uh. doesn't mean that it's limited to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's define this phenomenon, whether sure. it's black tax or whatever, but let's define it. Mm. What is it? It's a responsibility that you inherit mm. from previous generation mm. whereby they don't have the sufficient funds to mm. take care of themselves. They are month-to-month -month basic needs, yes. right? Mm. And sometimes it's, let's not say basic. Yeah. I know some people who are rolling with full bouquet of DSTV. Mm. Is that a basic need? Not really. Mm. But of course, we have, each family has to define what a need is, what a want is. Yeah. So it's that inherited responsibility that where you find, like you said, sandwich generation. Mm. You must take care of your family, take care of yourself, take care of your kids. And even worse, because we are now living in a time where our kids go to private schools. Mm. Our kids wear the latest trends of clothes. So it means we're giving our parents the best. We're trying to give ourselves the best. Mm. The things that our parents couldn't give us, we're giving it to us. Yeah. That's why people are golfing, they are cycling, they're mm. doing all the hobbies they could not do mm. when their parents couldn't afford, when they were younger, right? Mm. Mm. So not only are you parenting your kids, but you're also parenting yourself, nurturing the child that says, sure, but I missed out. So where is the money going to come from? Yeah. When this is elite, this is elite, yeah. and our kids are rolling like trust fund babies, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not easy. Yeah. I'm saying, let's do it differently. Some of the conservative estimates are saying South African households, about 30% of them are multi-generational. So meaning, yeah. you know, you have the main parents who look after their parents. They're mm. also taking care of their uncles and their grandmothers yeah. and, you know, the, the extended family. This means different things to different people. There are those okay. who feel that it's their duty. There are those who feel that it shouldn't happen. I mean, I know some young people are very resentful yeah. about having to contribute towards the family, assisting the family with anything, because they're saying, no, I'm young, I didn't ask to be born, yeah. so why should I be <laughs> paying this black tax? But mm. then you also find others who are very passionate about it and say, but it is my duty to help my family. Sure. Is black tax a good thing or a bad thing? So it's neither good nor bad. What matters the most is how do you define it for yourself? Mm using boundaries, mm. using what you've decided is true for you. Mm. I was having a conversation with somebody I'm coaching. They are having financial challenges. There is more spend going towards the wife's family, etc. And I said, let's remove the detail. Let's remove the content. Let's come back to what are your 
and your wife's goals uh -huh. financially. Uh -huh. What are your financial goals? Because if you want financial freedom, then how you behave today determines whether you get it or not, yeah. right? When your children get to university, you gift them with an apartment. Uh -huh. Your life is going to look different. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's uh -huh. certain kind of spending you're not going to do because you have decided that you want certain lifestyle to happen either for yourself or for your kids, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So it's neither good nor bad. It becomes bad when you then get into debt uh -huh. to fund black tax request. And secondly, it is also when you do black tax while you are breeding in resentment and anger inside of you. Uh -huh. Because what then happens is that it means this family structure is based on money. And that's not sustainable. One of the stories in the book is based on someone who actually is alive, works somewhere in Gauteng, an executive. And he says to me, I'm not broke. I am just resentful and angry that for so many years, my parents didn't actually protect me from funding other people's children from just spending all this money. He calculated his black tax since 1987 up until last year, 2022, to more than 2.5 million. What? And the reason why we don't know is because we don't check. Yeah. It's mm. always like small amounts. Mm. Uncle John, can I have a thousand? Can I have 500 grand? Mm. It's adding up. Mm. So in 2017, I think he then put his foot down and said, both my parents, our parents are gone. I mm. don't have to be funding the main home anymore. Guess what? The family fell apart. Goodness. The thing that kept that family together uh. was these transactions flying back and forth between Johannesburg and KZN. Yeah. Then that's bad. Uh. So we've had the benefit, but at the loss of the family structure. Yeah. And nobody's winning, <laughs> right? His concern is that maybe only one person out of maybe 15 nieces and nephews that he's funded has come out with something meaningful. Yeah. So then that's bad because there was no timeline, there was no honesty, there was no transparency. Yeah. There was no love in the way that it was happening. Uh. Because it's possible that we can hold healthy boundaries with love and compassion. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk a lot about boundaries in your book. So I, I want us to delve into that. I mean, sure. what is a boundary? A boundary is that line that you said, this is where I start as Ndumi and I end here. Uh. And you can have boundaries for different sectors of your life financial boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional, mental, spiritual, energy. There's a big conversation about like, oh, you know, uh. stay away from people that are negative and so on. Uh. That's when you've set a boundary. Uh. And sometimes you don't need to communicate the boundary. Uh. You just simply vacate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you do the boundary by doing, uh. right? Uh. This is having to articulate. But people find that because no one is teaching us about boundaries from a very young age, uh we then judge ourselves for having boundaries. Mm. But there is something intuitively that mm. says, uh-uh, man. You're, you're uncomfortable. There's a discomfort. Yes. And yet we just suppress that. Yeah. Eventually, we actually stop hearing the voice mm. that is communicating what feels right to John and what feels wrong, what feels right to Ndumi and what feels um, wrong. It, will may, it may be different. Mm. There's certain standards that you can set for your relationship that will not apply to your friend. And that's okay. Mm. But as soon as people differ, often what they do is that they then judge the uh, unique boundary. Uh, and the point is, they should be unique yeah. because they're yours. But are boundaries necessary? Absolutely. Uh, like we were taught to navigate through life uh, by being diluted. Yeah. You know, you always like diluted, like a uh, week. You know what I mean? <laughs> it lacks satisfaction. It doesn't have that. Uh, it uh, lacks that, that thing. That thing, exactly. You yeah. know, when we lack boundaries, uh, we are the inauthentic versions of ourselves. Uh. 
and we are fearful versions of, of ourselves uh, uh. and it is impossible to manifest uh. it is impossible to thrive when you are in that energy of uh. fear that is so powerful because from what i'm hearing you i'm i'm starting to internalize it so even setting a budget is actually sure. a boundary absolutely you are setting a boundary for your money to say this money yes has limitation it is what it is if it's 5,000 rand, that mm. is the boundary. That's it. But when I start spending 10,000 rand, when my income is 5,000, it means I don't have boundaries. Absolutely. When somebody asks me for money and I don't have, but I give, it means I'm lacking boundary. Yes. So am I reading you correctly? Mm. Absolutely. And in fact, the budget is, interestingly, it's a boundary you have with you. Yes. Because no one actually really comes and points a gun at you, mm. John, and say, I want the 5,000 rand right now. Uh. Somebody is asking you, please, do you have 5,000 rand for me? Uh. And there at that moment when you say yes, while you don't, so when you say yes, when you mean uh. no, and you say no, when you mean yes, uh. this is you violating your own boundary. Uh. The issue of a budget, it's a guideline, uh. but people do not stick to the budget because they lack boundaries uh. with the self. Uh. They have not defined the thing that my black tax line is this amount. Yes. yes. Some people will say, if I say I don't have money, uh. people will say, no, but you, we know you do. Uh. My question is, why do you say you, have, you don't have money? Uh. That's a lie. Uh. First of all, you have money, John. I have money. But that money is allocated for something else yes. <laughs> within your budget. That's right. So to say you don't have money uh. is false. Uh. So don't say it. Just simply say, I have reached my Me. family responsibility budget. Yes. That's it. Uh. And eventually people get, like, they will not die. Uh. That's one. Uh. Two, if people do not respect your boundary and they basically decide that the relationship must fall apart, they will sulk and not speak to you or they want to punish you for that, that's a sign that that person was never your person. Uh. That their relationship is based on what the person can get out of you, uh. which means they want your time, uh. your money, your energy, uh. either for free or for next to nothing. And another thing is IP. Uh. How many small business people do you know that give away IP uh. for very little in the hope that they'll be liked? Yeah. What then happens? Uh. Nothing. They lose. They lose, uh. absolutely. So boundaries are like the center point and the starting point of everything. Yeah. Is it possible to have peace without boundaries? Impossible. <laughs> Your response was so instant. Impossible. <laughs> I promise Talk you. Talk to me about that. Yeah. First of all, like mm. I, I've mentioned, having boundaries with the self. Yes. It's because boundaries, they can help you be a system to help you keep you accountable uh. to the self. Because if we were serious, we would be running ourselves as entities, uh. you know, uh. the big uh, organizations that you see in uh, corporate organizations uh. here in Sentin, Johannesburg, and so on. They've stood the test of time because uh. of systems. Yes. That's it. Uh. So in fact, when you have money, uh. you can't sell money. You can sell a business with systems. Uh. But it's interesting how in our personal capacity, do me as a brand or do me as a person, do me with her partner and perhaps John, do not run themselves with clear, set, robust systems uh. that will help them keep this empire growing. Uh. So how do we then have these multiple legacies or the multiple generational uh. legacies that we say we want without systems? We're not gonna have it. So that's the starting point. But when you hold yourself accountable, then you can go back in the mirror and say, ah, oh, you know, this was a bad move. This uh. party was not necessarily could have done without. How yeah. do we do better next time? Yeah. So when you have boundaries with yourself, you have a solid relationship with you. Uh. Most people, in fact, let me say most of us navigating through life, uh. we have 
distant relationships with ourselves, uh. toxic or dysfunctional relationships with ourselves, uh. right? Uh. So when you have healthy boundaries with yourself, you then start having a healthy and loving and solid relationship with you. Uh. Then it means you can love us better as uh. people around you. Uh. So when you communicate your boundary, it's not war, it's not confrontation, it's not fiery. Yeah. I've reached that point where I can say to a friend, I know I said I'll be joining you, uh. but you know, I'm feeling so exhausted. Uh. So I'm owning the feeling that I'm exhausted, but I'm happy to be honest because I've chosen the friends uh. that align with me, they, uh. they align with my truth, right? But also, even when they don't, you speak your truth, eventually then you'll have three friends only. Yeah. Yeah. Or one, and that's okay. Yeah. So most people don't want to communicate the boundary yeah. because they are scared of losing people. So how do you communicate your boundaries with your family mm. with love? Oh my goodness, I was <laughs> hoping you're not going to ask this question. It's a difficult one, yeah. especially because most of us are people that have been already perhaps paying black tax for years. Yeah. Now suddenly <laughs> they are thinking and feeling differently. That makes it even harder. So for young people, set boundaries from the onset. Uh. The trick is doing boundaries with love and compassion. Yes. Coming back to how do we have difficult conversations, uh. it's that first you define what the newly found boundary is. So let's say you've decided that you only have available for black tax or family responsibility, 3,000 rand. Uh. First, decide that and own it. Because if you don't own it, you're going to choke on the truth, which means you're not judging yourself. Uh. And you then call this meeting but not even, nothing harsh. You just uh. send a WhatsApp in the group, mommy, daddy, my siblings, can we hook up this coming Saturday? I just, there's something I'd like to check to you guys about. You call them in the room and don't make it like three weeks down the line. Uh. Mm -mm. Uh. Because if it's three weeks, you're gonna talk yourself out of it. Uh. You're gonna see a video somewhere on TikTok that says, don't set boundaries, <laughs> it's a big risk. Then you sit everybody down. Uh. But the approach is that you are taking ultimate accountability for the situation you are in right now. So in my case, I only have a mother. So mommy, I have been looking at my finances. I have realized that the decisions that I've been making are not serving me uh. or this family. Uh. Going forward, I would like to proceed, then you mentioned, I would uh. like to allocate only, this will affect you in this way. Uh. The reason why that's important is because the tone should not be accusing uh. your family yes. for having received from you. Yes. Because why? You gave them. Uh. So you are the one that wanted to look good yes. and feel good. Uh. Whether it was a PR exercise or was from the heart, we uh. can debate that another day. Uh. But right now, you have to take accountability for having paid all that money for all those years. But now also acknowledge that here you are at 30 something, at 40, like as it was in my case, I was just like, mm, yeah, uh. I've uh. got nothing to show for it. Yeah. I wanna change that. How do I make it count? Uh. So I need to go back to the people that are beneficiaries of the activities that I was doing and communicate with them how it will affect them. Mm. You're not asking them for permission. Yeah. You are telling them uh. what you have decided. Yes. But you are telling them with compassion uh. and with love. Uh. And added to that is not address issues of black tax uh. during a pending black tax request. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Doesn't <yeah>. win. <laughs> it's like you're deflecting. Yes, that formula, mm. it, the timing, yeah. already there's a wall, yes. someone is feeling resistance. In uh. fact, this person is only concerned about the timeline of their need, yes. their want, and so on. Uh. So do it outside of drama that's existing within the family. Yeah. Do it outside of a pending request. Uh. Because as much as you may not have the money right now to fund the request, mm. the request is somewhat valid to them. In mm. their head, it is valid. Yeah. Right. So how would you respond to someone who says setting boundaries when it comes to black tags yeah. 
is in conflict with Ubuntu because we, we raised you up, we all played our part. Sure. It's your turn to play your part to help mm. others because you were also assisted. You didn't get yourself there. Yeah. Uh, somebody, how do you respond to that? My assessment is that not having boundaries is counterintuitive. It is actually against the concept of Ubuntu. Mm. Because how noble would it be that you have Ubuntu towards other people, but you don't have Ubuntu towards yourself? Mm. So getting into debt because you lack boundaries has nothing to do with Ubuntu mm. or does not lead you to being a person that has Ubuntu, right? Mm. Because what it means essentially is that in five years' time, mm. you will have less money for you and your family. Mm. So what is this thing, Ubuntu, when we don't have the legacies that we're trying to build. Yeah. So my take is that having healthy boundaries is an indirect way yeah. of achieving Ubuntu. Yeah. You are simply saying, I am happy to help and I can help in the ways that are healthy. For example, yeah. I will not get into debt to help. I will not, not save because you need this help from me right now. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I am not my children's black tax. Yes. So it means you may not be loving right now. It might not look like you are practicing Ubuntu right now. Yeah. But delayed gratification is basically means that you are forward thinking. Your kids would be grateful and thank you for actually having had boundaries. Yeah. In fact, they have been interviewing post-writing or uh, publishing the book, interviewing people that are not paying black tax, that yes. are black. Yeah. And all of them, the common thread is that their parents delayed gratification. Yeah when they were in their 20s, when they, they were in their 30s, and today their kids in their 30s and 40s are not paying black tax yeah. because they are self-sufficient. Are there specific methods or techniques to help people find courage and freedom to have difficult conversations or confront this mm. issue of uh, black tax? I like the illustration and the examples you made mm. on how you actually conduct a conversation with a family. But before you get to that point, mm you need to deal with yourself. Are there any techniques or methods? So in dealing with yourself, I think let's go back to understanding what your personal truth is yes. around your finances, around yourself. And personal truth in brackets basically is made up of your needs, uh. your wants, your thoughts and feelings. And quite often people actually judge themselves for having needs. It's just like how there's oxygen, uh. there's water, there's basic, basic needs. But there's things that are going to be relevant to you that are, where it will not be relevant to the next person. Uh. So the first and foremost thing to do is to actually identify what your personal truth around finances is. And once you've defined that, then you own it. Because if you don't own it, you mm. will constantly be tripping up on communicating it. Mm. Then the third step is to communicate, to act on it. Mm. And acting on it could be removing yourself from certain situations, doing that with love and compassion, mm. or simply communicating your newly found boundaries. Mm. Why people are struggling with boundaries is because they think that boundaries will cause conflict. Mm. They think that boundaries will actually end their relationship or will put their relationship at, at risk because mm. they are scared of being judged and labeled and so, and so on, right? Mm. So the starting point there is that people need to educate themselves on boundaries and right. also educate themselves on how to communicate boundaries. Because if we don't know how to do that, we're going to come with an accusatory tone and say, yeah, you know, you as my little brother, you've charged all my money <coughs> all these years. I'm communicating a boundary, right. but the way that I'm going about it is dysfunctional, right. right? As opposed to, I realize that in the past five years or 10 years, I overcommitted myself. Uh. And here I am, my status quo is that I'm in so much debt, I lack so much saving and, 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 and I feel that 
for me and this family to grow financially, I need to do this differently. No one can judge you when you've said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you've simply stated uh -huh. a thing, your uh -huh. truth and your feelings, and you've taken full accountability. And of course, I must add, some uh -huh. parents have an element of toxicity uh -huh. in the way that they react to their kids behaving like adults. Yeah. You see, John, we may be our parents' children, but we're not children. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So there's a difference. Huh. So sometimes we need to educate our parents, yeah. going back to the issue of formula or yeah. what we need to do. Huh. As we develop in terms of our personal space or self-leadership, whatever the case may be, we need to kind of move with our parents huh. along with them. And most of the time what I find is that we assume that huh. our parents are not available for these conversations. Huh. And the majority of parents actually do love their children. Uh. They want to see their children thrive. And if you use inclusive language, like a we, we as a family, uh. chances are the parent will want to be part of that. Yeah. Because if you say we, it means when you fail, she's failing. Yeah. When you succeed, she's succeeding. Uh. I always say to people, go and empower your family. Help them to build uh, rooms. In townships, we call it rooms, not yeah. apartments. <laughs> yeah. uh, or maybe a spaza shop or something sure. that's mm. appropriate for your community so that there's an income generating entity of some sort. Mm. And in that way, you are able to exit because otherwise this thing won't, won't, be, won't be gone forever. Do you think that will work? Yes, it does work in some cases. But John, you have to acknowledge that not all of us are mm. born to be entrepreneurs. Mm. Not all of us will have the cognitive ability or the, the energy for entrepreneurship, the, mm. the mm. stamina. Actually, mm. that's the word that I'm looking for because mm. it requires you to really parent yourself differently. Yeah. You know, like you were 18 yes. having parents and then suddenly you're an yeah. adult, you're parenting yourself, right? Mm. So it's almost like you have to be your own coach, mm. your own everything. Yeah. And it can be difficult for certain people. Mm. So s setting up a business is not always the answer. Mm. I always say set up a thing that will be in line with the person that will be responsible for ah, that thing. Because then it becomes easier yeah. for that individual, mm. right? I don't know how it is, but it's scientific yeah. or it's God mm. that decided mm. that the thing that you are meant to do, yes. you will have talents for it yes. almost naturally. So it's almost like we have to have our people mm. learn to be incongruent with who they are. Yeah. So it takes us back to the mm. personal truth, a person must go and investigate themselves and get yes. to know themselves and say, look, maybe all I need to do is just sell books. Yes. As opposed to saying we're going to build rooms just because mm. the rooms are in demand. Yeah. Then a person falls by the wayside because yeah. the thing is not yeah. in line with who they are. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for your insights. Uh, what a very insightful interview. Uh, I, I trust you. that people uh, watching or listening will benefit a lot and will start setting boundaries. So thank you very much and uh, all the best for your future. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. Thank you. Subscribe to the Old Mutual On The Money YouTube channel and become a master with your finances. Old Mutual. Do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company SA Limited is a licensed FSP and life insurer.